fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Are you kidding me? What? Shaggy the airhead on the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Are you kidding me? What? Yeah, no, you want to know what? Um, I was quite pleasantly surprised with that album. Like, I quite, and here's the funny thing is that number one, Ouija spit some shit on that album where I'm like, dude, just spit like that all the time. Why don't you just always rap like that? Well, that's hip hop, dude. That's why, you know, you're, you're as inspired as the people around you. Not all of us. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I see. Because I, I know I said this on one of the last episodes, but fucking Ouija has the chops. He can rap. He's got fucking, like, you know, good lyrics. He's fucking, you know, he used to, he was, during Swag Tube, they were part of, like, the, you know, like, the New York fucking, like, lyrical fraternity, basically. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, kinda, like... You kind of disproved my point, because you said before, too, that you liked him with Swag Tube well, better oh, yeah. than Solo. So now he's in a group. Well, okay, but so, interesting story. Um, While you are correct about that, um, what I meant to say was, not only was on Rubble, his verse is fucking fire, but on uh, Kicking the Bass, Kicking the Bass is for sure, like, that might be the first song that he's done where I'm like, yeah, I super fuck with this. And uh, granted, it happens to be a song where he uh, samples slash references um, Dead Body Man. Yeah. But beyond even just that, I just like, lyrically, it was just so much stronger. And again, the verse on Rubble was fucking filthy. Like, again, the whole album, I put it to you like this, I would, and maybe this just shows how I felt about him, but I would take Ouija over Lavelle pretty much whenever. Supervillains was good. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I would never say that it wasn't. But I was never a big fan of Lavelle, honestly. Like, I didn't get super into his shit. Well, Lavelle really kind of excelled more as a producer. And then also as psychopathic <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, it's not like there ain't no truth to it. But, no, I'm going to have to move this because while you're behind it, your fucking voice is picking up here. Trying to make sure we get as much... Uh, much on the recording as possible. I, I, I did figured, fuck it, why bother with a uh, intro this time? Because, what the fuck, I don't have any goddamn format. I also will say, we're going to try to be a little bit mo- more uh, coherent this episode than we were last. Um, I feel like it did kind of uh, meander quite a bit. Um, then again, I actually haven't listened to it over just yet, so... Maybe I'm wrong. Whatever. Yeah. No, I know. But that's the whole fucking point. That's the whole point, isn't it? Like, holy shit. Juggalos, bro. That's what we do. But speaking on just like underground shit, because, you know, again, the Three-Headed Monster Tour and the Three-Headed Monster album, uh, I think it was Obliteration, um, it really is, this is a good example of what the underground has been good for for a long time, which is that it creates this kind of like open source collaboration, something like where it gives people the incentive to collaborate with each other when they're gonna to be touring together. Cause that's something that I've been noticing that like, it's pretty common in the underground, but you don't seem to see it as much in the, uh, the broader music scene, which is fucking, 
basically like people making albums while they're out on tour together or like you know making some kind of collaborative album or collaborative project while they're on the road with each other i think you don't see that as much in the mainstream and i've been noticing like in the uh in the underground it's been a uh it's be it, it's been a more popular practice and i've certainly seen more of it in with uh lsp does that a lot magic ninja does that a lot um obviously psychopathic is doing it um it is cool uh, somebody pointed this out uh with uh isham on stage with the uh three-headed monster jerseys rocking the hatchet i thought that was pretty cool oh uh, yeah Esham on the hatchet days. Best fucking days. Acid Rain and A1 Yola. Pretty great albums. No, I do not disagree, man. They were, uh, I personally was more of a fan of Repentance, Repentance. Than, than most others. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so those, Repentance it was, was so it was good. three albums on there, right? Yep, uh, it was uh, the Acid Rain like mixtape thing. Then Repentance was yeah, Acid the real Rain was a mixtape. Yeah, it was like a best of kind of thing. I forgot and about then, that. Um, and then there was Repentance, which was the real like album. And I feel yeah. like oh, A yeah. One Yolo was kind of it was well. It's funny not because thrown together, but in comparison to Repentance, it's not like it, well. So you know, it's, it's still a great album. I love. I remember it being well. So here's the thing. I believe that people would say it felt thrown together because the videos were That's fucking... That's what I was gonna about to talk but about. Because like, this is... Well, no, that was this the is, era of them. They tried to always... Bro, we're ma- I'm just like, a hustler. It, it, bro, yeah, baby. Oh, my God. Dressed up so like many, fucking Rick James so and many shit. Fuck. That's why I love Esham, though, man. <laughs> I can't wait till Landry gets here, too, because he's a... New no, oh, no, no. Yeah. I know. Bro, Landry, fucking... Do you remember when uh, May He Rest In Peace, the homie, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny to me. I will... No, I know. I Was it... Because I can't remember... Joey Wera. Well, no, the, it was it was Landry's homie. It wasn't my friend. Oh, it was, um, Jimmy. J- yeah, so that was Jimmy Wera. Yeah, See, Jimmy that Wera, was yeah. yeah. All right, so no, rest in peace to the yeah, homie. Rest in like, peace, Jimmy I because I he was somebody who Landry always talked up. He was somebody who I had heard and was dope for sure. Um, he rolled with Pascarosa, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think he was a rapper. Oh, yeah, with Joey Wera, was it? No, Joey Wera is a rapper. That's what Jimmy I... Wera is. Oh, is like, oh. Oh, okay. So I had that all mixed up. No, that that wasn't somebody I knew. Like, no, I. Know. And again, apparently, if there was a rapper with the exact same last name, which is a little bit uncommon. No, Jimmy and Joey Wera, you're allowed that. It's fine. But in any case, I remember when uh, when he passed, Isham actually shouted him out. Yeah, man. They were which like, is like, oh yeah, man. I'm just saying, like, I think that because it's weird where you have a lighto. Uh, I certainly fucking should. I went and got one. We only got the, you know what? I do have it, but I don't seem to see it. And we have the one match. Let's see if we can make the one match work. Because I think that we can. All right. Oh, there we go. There's a flame. Passing the torch. I'm sure there's a metaphor there. But, so, the idea of it, I mean, it all started with Ishan. Realistically, the underground as we know it today definitely started with Ishan. And I say that because Isham and his brother, they just kind of like, for what they, for what Isham's significance would end up being to rap and underground rap and hardcore rap or acid rap, even if you want to go there, 
like the fact that Eminem shouted him out in his first album, I'm a cross between Manson and Isham and Ozzy, like, he, uh, Isham's influence, especially, he just did a, he just did a fucking uh, interview where he apparently is, uh, some would say confirming, some would say claiming that he goes for for Kid Rock early on. And whether or not that's true, I think that him and his brother doing what they did with real life productions, it was just, it's crazy because this many years later, you still see people following their exact same model as far as like, you build local interest, you start doing shows in your local area, promoting it all yourself, and then you make these shows just, you know, like a wild spectacle. Yeah. And then fucking, I mean, it's a little bit different now in the in the sense of like how you spread the word, I guess. But just the doing shit that was completely on their own, where like it's certainly not as much of a novelty now. But the idea of just doing songs about these kinds of topics that most other people weren't doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the pioneers, real life productions for sure. I still, of course, and I know you're going to hate me for this, but I still haven't seen you fucking uh, Death of an Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I was just talking to Wayne last night, and uh, shout out Wayne the Pain from BB2, and um, we were talking about how Isham and Jay fight every, you know, 10 years or so, so they're due to probably beef after this tour. <coughs> I mean, it seems to be going positively so far. I'm just being and they also, but it just happens over and over again. Yeah, and you want to well equally crazy as well. No, I think so. I think know? that is definitely. Uh, it is very, you know, very dicey doing that same shit so many years later. Like, I think there is something to be said. Like, and it's funny because. I think it's amazing that, like, Isham can make the craziest claims that, like, literally divides the juggalo world, and I'll spare the podcast the fucking yeah, the, nah, the banter, but I can tell you this, how come his videos don't get taken down because he's fucking Isham? Think about that for five seconds, but, like, yeah. Well, which videos? What do you mean? It's the... Oh, motherfucker, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'll, uh... That's what happens when you don't open a window. Anyway, I... More or less, like... Which videos are you talking about that he The death of the indie label that, like, says all the crazy accusatory shit that... Oh, is that... Oh, I I thought... I I didn't realize that that that, um, aspect of, uh, their relationship played as heavy a part in that movie. I thought that it had more... kidding me? I thought it had more to do with just... Specifically, Isham. Because at the time when Death of an Indie Label was made, this is like, you know, 2012, I think, around around that. And that was when. I thought it was sooner than that. I thought it was uh, further back than that. No, (laughs) I would say it was sometime, if not 2012, then like, you know, 2010, the latest. But I'm pretty sure because I think Suspended Animation came out in 2010, and then uh, Death of an Indie Label came out around. Venus Flytrap, which Isham at the time was saying was his last album. Right. I feel like he said that a few times now. Well, he's been, he was kind of, you know, unconfirmed. It seemed like speculative on a lot of drugs because, like, he made an album, uh, the DMT session. No, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. And it was all about drugs, you know, like, and then did. I remember there was, it was maybe the album before that um, where he did the bath salts. 
Yeah, suspended animation. That was that suspended. Okay, nasty. that was. Oh yeah, no, bro. I, I read that I, video I, was fucking wild in the fucking warehouse that, and shit. I herald that because here's the thing about Isham. He's an acquired taste, and I know you and a lot of people don't like literally like like listen to his albums a lot because of that. It's kind of scattered stream of it's, consciousness. I gotta tell you, but that album I is one of those ones because you even knew it right now. He has a million albums, but you were like, well, I just for whatever off, reason like, when that one came out, I was more aware of what he had going on, and by. By the way, part of it might be DMT sessions. Part of it was, I do want to say, I had seen him on social media sharing that he had just either finished school or gotten some certification as a culinary expert. Yeah, yeah. And that to me, bro, in a uh, in fucking uh, on positive that it's it's DMT sessions on uh, Mission in Fact, uh, Chemical Threats three and four on Man Up. I said uh, one of my lines was, uh, even Isham has a real job, so you don't have an excuse. Get the fuck up for work and pay your bills. And, like, I've always fucked with his just absolute raw authenticity. And that is one thing that I always thought was cool about Isham. Like, one of the first songs that I really fucked with by him, because I want to make this clear. I do like Isham's music. I just have this weird thing where I only listen to certain very specific albums that I really listened to a lot when I was younger. And as it happens with Isham, I, when I really first started hearing his music, I was hearing songs on the internet that I was downloading through like Kazan, LimeWire and shit. No, I know, yeah, and I did And that so too. I knew, and by the time I actually had his albums, because that was why, you know, again, you were reminding me that <clears throat> fucking Acid Rain was a compilation album, basically. I had forgot that that was the case. But what I was saying was, like, I remember fucking The Wicked Shit Will Never Die and my homie got shot. Oh, dude. Oh, my ca- lord. Closed Casket, like Suspended Animation, is another one of those. He makes albums every once and again. I'd say Scribble was the last one where they're very, I that one. They're very coherent. Because he puts out a lot of albums, but every once and again... That's what I was going to say, though. He really like, has been super prolific. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that like he's him. been doing it this many years and I gotta tell and you and all of himself oh yeah that's another fucking oh, yeah. amazing feat I've tried to make beats you know what I mean try swinging a miss you know like I've never does, you know, well fair enough he's one of it these guys tough. does he, he make all of his own beats he raps on some other production for sure too but right, like right. 90% of his production if he's not that's interesting I actually did not know that a band in the past oh yeah years. no I know that his last album was like all I gotta tell you bro band. Really, and that was another one of his albums that a lot of people probably skipped because it was like crazy different. It was literally like a rocket. Well, he's well, not, and you want to know what he is very experimental, which I appreciate. After this long, you wouldn't get ICP if it wasn't for Isham experiment. Well, no, I think that that's pretty well established at this point. Exactly. But But I will also say this speaks to what I'm uh, talking about, just as far as. Because I don't know that this uh, episode is going to have a uh, a theme necessarily, but one thing that I was, you know, trying to go into or at least was thinking about earlier was just the way that the underground has morphed and grown and changed shape and lost pieces and gained pieces over time. Right. It's like, it is crazy Uh, to see that, like, the people that kicked it off basically did that, you know, they're still involved in it. Like, and they're still doing it, and still doing it in this way of, like, I have this, it, ah, credo is too fucking dramatic of a word, but, excuse me, the, uh, like, like a, a motto, five or five hundred, which, and if you get to a certain level, you could call it five or five thousand, but 
I saw Isham at a... We performed on a show together in uh, New York on 420. And in uh, I can't remember how many years ago it was. But not a particularly well-attended show, unfortunately. And with that being the case, it was just seeing him perform with a full band. And this was when he was performing with the uh, the, the bandana over his eyes, or maybe it wasn't a bandana. But oh, I loved was, that. That was that was. No, great. yeah, it was it was a cool. Oh, I've look. seen him on that. Was, and he had the band with him, right? You said yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. And okay, that's my I've point. Seen, that was the last that time I seen him live. Was that they cool. still absolutely gave a full performance? Yeah. Regardless, it of was the same in Cambridge, man. Yeah, you know, upstairs, not a lot of people. He I rocked just, it like it was well, ten bro, million. I, I love that five or five hundred though. That yeah, that's I honestly I, the way that I look at it is, if you are there to put on a good performance, it doesn't really matter how many people are there. You're just there to do it. Oh, and that that's definitely again, <coughs> pretty sure it was in the Juggalo handbook. You know, you have to do that. Oh yeah, know, like just always, know, no matter what, like fucking throwing it down. I, I, dude, I the amount of times. I threw up in bar, dive bars, like, you know, like, going for it, like, I, like it was 10,000 oh, yeah. people there, you know? No, I, listen, man, I think that there is something very special about getting on that stage, and when there are people there, it's a very different thing, because, you know, obviously, you know, you know me, I'm very interested in comedy, I'm very, you know, like, into it, and it's funny just because music is such a different beast but we've done it in a way where we are almost used to performing with very few people and then translating that to a lot of people is not very difficult because realistically as far as the interaction goes you just interact with people that are right in front of you but I would debate that heavily because I mean you've played bigger stages definitely more than I well, have uh, somewhat I think that honestly, I really think you would be surprised the amount of times you played the Palladium yeah. main stage. I only played the Palladium I main played stage the Palladium I think once. Once. Just, what, yeah. Main stage is only yeah. once. Really? Yes. I was under the impression that you had played several more oh, times. Man, I played that. the upstairs our own shows at the Palladium a lot, but like downstairs once. You know. So. Interesting. Well, I've also only ever played downstairs once by myself. Technically, I also played with Suicide Squad, but. That was a different thing, which that one was good though, because that was a Method Man show. There's a lot of people there, and I played with Tierra. So, but. I mean, maybe it's probably because I literally did a comedy act. Like we had Die Young, we I did crowd work. Right. You know what I mean? Remember oh, yeah. I built oh, yeah. people's faces. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. so, I was very geared into small rooms to get like individual reactions. Right. So when I did a big thing. What, what helped was all the props because we used to throw a lot of shit, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like, I remember. Well, I know, but people listening probably don't know, you know. So, like, playing, the, like, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, Isham definitely is one of those guys that it, it, it's the same performance, big or small. You know? I will say, I, I his, feel uh, like, you know. His performance at the gathering last year was very, it was real surreal. Just the, the, the set was like, it kind of looked like, if I'm recalling correctly, like some uh, some houses in Detroit, kind of. Oh, that's cool. And the lighting was wild. And he was just rocking shit. There was a lot of fucking people there. Like, that's one thing that I appreciate about the gathering is that Isham definitely gets his due at the gathering. No, last time. And I... they'll let him perform for as long as he wants. We all know that. Dude, last time I seen Isham at the gathering was the 17th annual. And in typical Isham fashion, he said it was the last time he was playing the gathering. <laughs> 
so fucking he played for what seemed like three hours because it like the sun was coming up. I'm almost positive by the time he was I done, believe it. people were starting to that lay was down. The, on that, the was ground. Three, that was a three-hour yeah, set, right? People were literally starting to lay down. I believe it. You know what I mean? That that set is legendary. You didn't want to leave. You didn't want to leave. No, you know? I know that's he, wild. He played man. all of his songs. I'm pretty sure. Probably. You know. Made three up a hours, couple three, songs, I was about probably. To say, well, probably three, yeah, yeah. If you, in a three and a half hour set, you're probably going to freestyle some <laughs> yeah, shit. It was awesome. Bro, dude. I will never forget, as long as I live, the, because uh, I wasn't super familiar with the music, with those songs at the time, because I always knew Isham, but I knew the songs that I knew, but at, it was the 2004 gathering. Isham played main stage to a huge crowd, and... Jay came out, Jay and Shaggy came out for Migraine, Headache, and Boom. Nice. And I had never heard... I've seen the, vo- I've seen the footage. That Dude, was kind of a day, right? Yes. Yeah. Bro, I had never seen that shit before. And I had never heard those songs. And Boom yeah, went, that's oh my god. Yeah. Fucking annihilated that shit. And like, I, I, as far as I know, or not, I actually don't know. I haven't seen any reports about what the set actually is. But it, it's a huge missed opportunity if they're not doing that song. Right, but it is also it makes you wonder. I wonder what he changed the lyric to. If I'm, I'm about to blow him out his headphones and spit some ABK. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know that he would say that anymore. So I wonder what you would what, what you would say instead of that. Which I've done the same thing, where shit has changed with certain people, where I have to find some different way to say the lyric. Oh, I've done. I've done. It's it. not that way no more. I've done it too, man. Uh, Part of being a rapper. Oh, you got. I know, right? Like it's just. For life until I mean that's a, so, well you wanna know what for life until that's life <laughs> like just what the fuck are you gonna do sometimes I just oh man I it really is cool to me that the Juggalo Underground is still like because I've seen pictures from this tour and this is one of these kinds of usually solo tours like this like and when I say solo I mean ICP solo right Jay or Shaggy. They don't usually seem to have this level of attendance, and I'd like to think that it's not only fucking the idea that it's these three guys together, but it's the fact that all three of their fan bases, you know, in a way, like, because there's a lot of people that are, a lot of people that are going to go to a solo J show, but a lot of people that would only go to an ICP show, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that. Yeah. I was also just talking about this to somebody today. That it might have been Landry, honestly. That fucking even if the next tour that they do doesn't actually end up being their very, very, very last tour, the fact that they announced it that way, it's like they're probably gonna sell out like every show. Yeah, I. You know what really, you know, gets unless because they, I don't think they've done Jekyll Brothers yet for Juggalo Day. They better be saving the rate. For Worcester. They already did the way they did the wraith at uh fucking I mean they didn't do it on a juggalo day per se, but they did the wraith in Oklahoma City. They did the whole album? Oh yeah. Oh what the fuck? Yeah, Ew. no. That was the no and bro, that was I and it sucks because I don't like bringing it up because it was I was just very emotional at the time. Yeah. But you know, for whatever reason, Jay was real fucked up on stage. And I only say this because it was so noticeable that it was upsetting. Yeah. That, like, and again, I'm not going to go into it because it's just like, 
looking back and again as I've gotten older and learned more about what fucking life is Lord knows what he was actually going through at the time quite frankly oh yeah he probably wanted to put and a gun in his mouth no, and, and the, the, and the like, hey, now the, you gotta go out there and talk and the about gathering God is, the, yeah, I have to dance figure, clown you know for, no one it, ever it, looks at it from that the, well no and you're right because yeah. and but this is also what I'm saying for him the gathering in a lot of ways is just business as usual it's like the gathering's not gonna go away. The the gathering has had so many different kinds of like crazy things happen probably, during performances. It's probably so hard for people to who have such an emotional connection and don't don't allow themselves that level of detachment to be like, I understand. Yeah, that be, was me be, back then, not, for fucking sure. And not being offended, you know what I mean? Like yeah. But no. you also but you also I I understand all aspects of it because you paid thousands of dollars. It's your fucking weekend. Honestly, blah, blah, blah. it wasn't even. Like, you know, like you while know. there is maybe for some people that aspect of yeah. it, and I did see plenty of people say that they thought the set was great. Yeah. But yeah, how big were their pupils? That's a good question. <laughs> that is a very good question. But my point is, I've been there though. Yeah, oh, you know, for that's sure. the best set of my life. Yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. They could have been farting into a microphone. I'm sure that they were. And I'm sure there have been times where they've relied on that yeah. to, you know, for the reviews, so to Just speak. Let the but, beat ride. But honestly, the way that I look at it now is that, like I said, number one, I don't know what the fuck was going on with his life at the time, especially knowing I know what the fuck was going on with my life at the time. <laughs> like, it really. Yeah, we all tend to do a lot of projecting in this. But world. oh no, and it's just I honestly, because I was so. Invested yeah. in, because put it like this: when we went to the Wizard Gathering, yeah, we left before the ICP set because we were like, we've seen ICP before, we want to get home, yeah. And I essentially agreed, like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And then they did the unveiling, yeah. And I was bummed on that until. At that gathering, they said they were doing the whole Wraith back to front, so they were going to be doing that song. But that's kind of what I'm saying, is that that the way that set went made me fucking, by the time they started doing the unveiling, I was just like, just crestfallen. I was, I really, it, and again, this is kind of what I'm saying. Now that I've gotten older, and now that I know more about, like, just fucking the way the world works, and the nature of fucking performances like I'm saying that the gathering is just fucking business as usual as usual for him so regardless of what's going on in his life it's not like everything is just gonna full sail stop while he's doing the gathering yeah it's just part of what's going on so like I definitely again the main reason why it was difficult for me at the time is because number one the gathering just kind of didn't go well number two I you know like that gathering definitely did not go well for me. And with that said, it was also particularly not a good gathering. Most people don't look back on that gathering and say it was good. There was some legendary shit, like uh, Ari the Rugged Man doing his performance with a megaphone. While, uh, to, while uh, uh, Derek, Derek, yeah, fucking uh, Dustin Hoffman yeah. uh, running the tables, which I, yeah, I'm saying, that is a legendary set. That may have been... The, the year that R.A. came around on Juggalos. I would like, say certainly, and then, it, you know, made the another link to, in, like, these people should be accepted as, you oh, know, yeah. people, you know, legends in him. Really think about that, though, like, because it was second stage. I, for whatever reason, I guess they weren't given him the main stage yet, but it was either the sound ordinance or the power or both. I can't remember. 
but he did a fucking he did his whole set on a megaphone. That's so. That's the most in. gangster juggalo shit on earth. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I just what I love about the underground is that it's all about this. Just like fucking, I'm going for it. Yeah. Like that is so much of what the entire juggalo scene has always been. Have you ever just seen, like, uh, ugh, have you ever it. heard um, Crustified Dibs? I'm very familiar, but I haven't actually. That was the one where, like, it's where, a whole did, album. Didn't Nardwar talk about his time during that where he was, like, jerking off of, like, fucking. Like, that was the shit he did with Biggie, wasn't it? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yo, the, he, well, he did a whole album called Night of the Bloody Apes. And that was the album that he recorded for Jive. And he was like on like smoking coke and hookers. <laughs> that and sounds like, about right. In the fucking video, it's called Bloodshed Hua. I've seen it. So I've... what he did was he basically got this deal, looked at groups like ICP and like even Gravediggers. I don't know if Gravediggers was out actually, but at that time, but like may the, or trend, may not have been the trend of horrorcore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and oh, he yeah. was like parodying the shit out of it. You know what I mean? Like the oh, yeah. whole album, and it sounds awful. He literally took a record deal and flushed it down the toilet, made one song with Biggie, and was like, the, it, it's called Come Out. Cunt Rippers was the name of it. And they're like, that's the single. Later. You know what I mean? Alright, like, it's a funny thing too. Because, talking shout out to Ari the goddamn rugged man. Bro, it's one of these things about juggalos though, where I genuinely feel like juggle being a juggalo is one of the few things that people will still ardently remain in the closet about in a lot of social circles. I mean, yeah. I, uh... Because it's the one thing, like, think about it like this. Jelly Roll has been touted as, and rightfully so, because some of these songs that he's put out, like uh, Save Me, I think, was one of the first ones that really helped break him. But then uh, Need a Favor is the new one. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jelly Roll is fucking hitting his stride. And think about it. He was literally, in many ways, on our level for a long time. Oh, Jelly Roll? Yeah. Is a, he was considered, like, a... Uh... If my POS, I, I hang drywall. Yeah. Like the corn roll era jelly roll. Like little white era jelly roll. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he was but, an ancillary juggalo rapper. But, and this is he my... Wouldn't bro, him like, this is my... Oh, yeah, juggalo rapper. No, but he's not, but he, no. It was the fact that he... You know, adjacent juggalo He was down, exactly. banked off of juggalo money. He did, he no, was it was... It, you know. It was the fact... But he never fronted. That's the thing. Like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah? Time. Did I... Hello? I thought I heard my name get called, which totally would have been possible because somebody is on their way here, so there is that. But no, what I was saying, because I know that a lot of people have said about, ah, it's the chair. That's what it was. Um, I know a lot of people have said this about like Tech Nine or Jelly Roll or Hopson or that these people climbed up to fame on the backs of Juggalos. Well, some of those cases, yeah. I think that, well, I know, listen, I think that truth. there is some truth to like that. How, however, what I am saying is that, which by the way. Jelly Roll's not one of them, that's for sure. I, well, he didn't climb up to fame on the backs of Juggalos. He didn't throw in some he, contacts. And, no, but know. what I'm saying is that he associated with Juggalos in a completely unironic way. Yeah. And yes, and that's why he earned the respect. That's my point, is the fact that he was out here, like, I remember, I met him, I, he was touring with ICP, and he was, uh, Psycho Jesus was his tour man, was his, his merch guy. Ah, uh, okay. And so, fucking, 
he was such a cool dude. Like, really solid, nice guy. And based on everything that I've heard, like when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, that, you know, he was humbled by some fucked up things that had happened in his life. He did some stupid shit that he knew he shouldn't have done. But he also fucking, you know, he kept it street. He kept it real. And fucking, I, but this was the point that I was making by bringing all this up. When he brought up the fact that he was on tour with ICP when he had his DMT experience. Because that's what he was talking about. As soon as he said ICP, Joe Rogan immediately, oh. And it just kind of makes me feel like I would love to ask him, how much do you know about ICP actually? Because I've heard him say other things about other people. Like, um, he went into this whole thing about, uh, talking about Robert Kennedy, um, that he, we had on the podcast just recently, about how he had just believed the, uh, the headlines, basically. And he had believed the, like, and he didn't actually look inside and know what was going on. And I just, it's such a funny thing with ICP because people are looking at Jelly Roll now. Like, he is literally, like, the voice of a generation in country music with what he's doing. And he absolutely is one of these people that can be like, no, listen, Juggalos, there's nothing fucking, you actually have to go and take a look at what's going on there. Because I really do think that this is something that... So has... did he do that when the... When, or did he just kind of... Well, oh, like... no, I, I... He didn't... They didn't go deep into ICP. Like, so he, he didn't... just rolled his eyes and then what did Jelly Roll say? I didn't watch the interview. It did, well, no, he didn't, like... He certainly didn't say anything negative, I can tell you that. I would have to listen to it again specifically, but they were talking about how they were at a KOA. When they uh, did DMT, I'm pretty sure. No, Which it's like that's that's some straight up juggalo shit. That's like just hilarious. do exactly just do DMT for fun in some fucking weird place on the side of a highway because that's where all KOAs are. Oh yeah. Like I just this is my point though that Jelly Roll is somebody who now is entering the annals of the greatest songwriters of all time because he's writing all these songs himself. You know what I'm saying? He's not fucking. I don't think he has anybody writing his songs. Or if he is, it's a fully collaborative process. I know that that's what they do in Nashville. So, like, that is true, and it is also true that he spent, up to this point, the majority of his career in the same underground that ICP and Twisted and fucking Lil White and Tech 9 and Brother Lynch, and all these dudes have all existed in for all this time. Like, it's interesting that people look at ICP and they think that these guys are just, oh, they're fucking wild, like there's, a, oh, magnets, right? Like, and this is the best part. The idea that through listening to a lot of these new podcasts and a lot of this more independent media, you come to find out that in the scientific community, progress is literally held back by ego. That there's a lot of shit where peer review, they're just like, we don't want to admit that we were wrong. We don't want to admit that we've been teaching the wrong thing, so we're just going to disagree with what you say, and we're going to find every way to attack it. And so at that point, fucking magnets, how do they work? And I don't want to hear from a scientist, y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. That actually becomes profound. Like, and okay, you can say that they're not that smart to have come up with that idea specifically when they tried to say that. You can make that argument at least. But in my opinion, the idea that there has been so much said by so many different people, luminaries in their field, that the fucking essence of greatness comes from something completely intangible that cannot be calculated, that cannot be measured, that cannot be quantified or qualified. It must just be observed and experienced. And basically, you have to be lucky enough to have it come to you. 
And in a lot of cases, with a lot of the smartest people on earth and a lot of the most influential people on earth, they have been a fucking mess in their personal lives. Yeah. So, like, the idea that ICP has done something where they created this subculture that is so ubiquitous that it's impossible to ignore at this point. It's become so big that a juggalo is recognizable pretty much anywhere. That's why they're like a subgroup on Grand Theft Auto now. I believe it's in the uh, Oxford Dictionary now. I would not doubt that at all. And if that has not been properly... Who the fuck... If that, if the word juggalo is in the dictionary... That's... Are you kidding me? That's fucking wild. I'm almost positive. If that is true... Yeah, pull that up, Jamie. Like, fucking... I, like... That's crazy. Because if nobody has brought that up in a way of a massive, influential, life and world-changing experience in the place of ICP, what word did fight? Because you know I fuck with Eminem heavy in the sense of his influential, you know, nature as a, you know in the in hip hop and just music in general, and in the lore of insane clown posse and juggalo shit in general. But what fucking words did Eminem get put into the dictionary? If this is in fact true. I'd like to fucking... I certainly hope so. I was going to say, do we have... Uh... In Merriam-Webster. Hey, that'll fucking do. And that's a... That's, it's not a... No, dude. Merriam-Webster, if it had... If it's it, not it, Oxford, but that's No, a, that's fuck a big No, one. the, the Merriam-Webster is a legitimate dictionary. And if it is in the... Which, by the way, the word bootylicious is also in the dictionary. But, with that said... There is also something to be said about being a fucking musical group that brought a new word into the fucking lexicon. What is a juggalo slur? <laughs> a juggalo is a fan of the rap duo. Insane so juggalo, juggalo is definitely a slur to some, I imagine. You mm. fucking juggalo. Well, it depends on how you use it. But it's funny. Have you I'm, ever been a meme? I was a meme. I have been. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. But I want yeah, to tell you. Yeah, definitely good, effective slur then. No, listen, bro. I want to tell you. I, uh, I just fucking be like, oh, God damn it. I lost my fucking train of thought. Skip. I listen. I, the, the idea that putting a word into the lexicon of the language where it is understandable this is by the way I, I do actually remember something that I wanted to say kind of circling back is excuse me that basically fucking oh did I lose it again Jesus oh my lord no I know I'm fucking no okay I got it the wait <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I can't just lose this fucking thought three times in a row. That's... <laughs> Goddamn Brockton Champ City fucking... Goddamn $8 Ace. Yeah, these $8 Ace, they're fucking... They're smashing my fucking brains. I, it was... God damn it. Well, we were talking about... You You were commenting about how it, how crazy it is that Juggalo is in the dictionary. Well, no, I... That is definitely... Uh, the, the fact that something like that has happened... It just amazes me that people still want to look at I like they want to look at ICP and Juggalo shit like it is not valid, basically. Like I said, it's the kind of thing that people are still willing to just openly mock. But okay, now I remember. Juggalos set themselves up 
to be this kind of a fan base because, and it's not necessarily even a terrible thing, but for a long time, you probably remember this, anytime anything, any group, any musician, any fucking anything brought up ICP or Juggalos or referenced them in any way, we were immediately down. I will buy your shit. I, how many copies are I going to buy right now? Yeah, then it turned a corner where it seems like... I don't think so. I think that it's happened enough times in enough different independent ways. I've turned a corner. Alright, well, I mean, that's a different story. That's a different story. I feel like it meant more back in the day. Oh, and well, then, I don't dislike... Like, listen, I don't... Now just... it's like one, ironically, I, you know... Ah, uh, like... well, okay, but Not so... Even ironically, it's just like... You know, do you know what I mean, though? It's I like, do, but like, I don't it's understand. Cool, it's a cool, like, Great Malenko is literally just like a... Uh, I haven't seen that happen yet. I've seen... You know, I only ha- I only I, saw I it happen like, once when I was a teenager, or however old I was. It was The Wizard of the Hood when it actually came out, I year, was, the year of the Green Book. I saw a girl in Seaside Heights, she had a Wraith t-shirt, mm-hmm. and, I tra- and I whooped at her, and fucking, she didn't even, like, look at me, she was like weirded out and somebody said that they heard her say why do people keep saying that to me uh, 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 and so that's the only time I've seen that happen but I was also going to say it's a weird thing because you might be right just for the fact that I think her name was Grimes I believe this is who did this some really really famous singer really really famous singer at when at one of these big fucking festivals went out on stage and anybody kill her you fucking, you tell me that that fucking girl knows a fucking ABK song and I will eat my hat, pins and all. I just, yeah, tell me fucking one line to hey y'all. One line. Oh, man. Tell me what your net is on and fucking, it, it, tell, it, tell me songs what. songs, too. What, what, what fucking tribe does ABK hail from? And Are fucking. You his ghetto neighbor, perhaps? Oh, my. Rhymes? I, no, I, I, I think Evan but, Peters dressing up as ICP. Oh, was that? Evan Peters did do that. Yeah. I, you want to know what, though? I This is kind of my point. And I, I don't think it was to be, like, shitting on ICP or anything. I think it's just, like, they're that big. Dude, they're, they've been around. They're, like, embedded in the culture. No, I agree they're with that. Ni- but they're, they're on the fucking 90s. Okay, so, like, young kids. I don't think that they get credit like that, though. No, I think all, that they're looked what, at still I'm, as a major All I'm trying to say is I think we put more stock in it now. But I don't know. And I don't know. All I was like, going to say personally, when I was a kid, when I was younger, if they were wearing an ICP shirt, it was way fewer and far between and it meant more. Now I... I, I okay, you know, listen. Like, I see. This is the thing. I honestly don't agree with that because I still find it to be. Put it to you like this. I do you really? Well, you just said Grimes with the with no, the but ABK listen. Shirt that, but no, come on. This is my point. That what kind of? It's almost. I, I really. I, I struggle to wrap my brain around it. Even if, because nobody. Nobody fucking knows who ABK is in the grand scheme of the mainstream. Yeah. ICP, people know that. Shirt end up that's on my bag. fucking that's, point. She they, probably sucked the Juggalo's dick. Bro. I, I mean, look, you want to know what? There are some, bro. You want to know what? Quite frankly, this is the entire point that I'm making, is that Juggalos are like fucking out here. Yeah. Like, we are out here for real. Yeah. And I remember one of the main things when we were younger was 
there always used to be the rumors of what famous people are juggalos, but they won't admit it. Dude, I remember having sex with a girl, and then she found out after round two or whatever that I was a juggalo, and she Scott. literally fucking held her head in her hands like she just found out that she fucking <laughs> fucked a, you know, rape, uh, uh, something, you know, a criminal, you know, which I guess is true in some ways, but, and then we fucked even more afterwards. Oh, yeah. Funny. But there was, like, literally a five-minute period. Ah, you had me in the like, first half there. Yeah, it was really... Not gonna lie. It was, was really fucking awesome, dude. That is... The, no, you wanna know what, bro? the fucking culture on and, that no, one. No, this is... Bro, yeah. this is exactly what I'm but talking yeah, about. yeah, like, literally the stain. So that's why I, uh... I don't know. Maybe I just, um... Because, listen, I still don't see that many Juggalos that, mo- that much anymore. And here's another big part of it. Bro, like, no word of lie. There, I'm not gonna go into exactly. Well, you want to know what? I guess I can't because I'm working with fucking Landry. We won't say the name of the company, but where we're working, there's another dude there that's a juggalo. I know he came in and bought weed from me. Oh wait, yeah, no, well, no, true indeed. There's but another one besides him. No, that no, that oh, same guy. guy. But this is my point. When I first went in there and I seen him, and bro, again, he's got fucking ABK right here. Madrox and Monoxide right here. I know, that's how I recognize. And fucking, bro. So he was bout it, bout it, bout it. And I've met other juggalos like this. He is completely outside of the culture right now. Yeah. All he knows is the shit that he knows, which is basically up to the sixth. And I think that it honestly might have just dropped off straight there. And a lot of people from that time, just think about it. The sixth ended when the internet was still in its infancy based on what it is right now. Yeah. And so they weren't going to be inundated with it. It was basically, do I take the CDs out and listen to them or do I not? And so for that, a lot of people fell out of it to a point where, especially this actually is something that works in with the culture of technology now, is... If you're not actually paying attention to something, like a certain specific subset of whatever it is that's going on, you're not gonna know about a lot of different shit. Like you're not gonna have heard about different things. And so there are so many juggalos out there still that don't even know that ICP is still putting out new music. Yeah. There's a lot of juggalos there, or even if they do, they're just like jaded and they don't wanna fucking listen. Like, like nah, I got, I'm good. I don't wanna listen to that second deck shit. And that to me is depressing because I really do think that the second deck is objectively some of their best work. Yeah, it's really But good. Mighty Death Pop really is. I mean, I just it's again, it's they are this is why I you think know, that they're know, not, they're, who, they're they're not going to get their flowers until later on like you want to recognize it dude? people who are not like juggalos, just like casual ICP fans because there's a guy that I work with and he loves ICP. He doesn't like He's not a, he doesn't claim to No, I recognize that. But he's our age, like a little older, 40, you know. So he, so he, he, he said it was so funny because he could just sniff it. You can just sniff it out on me. Oh, yeah. Well, you can. I'm, you I'm could. a fucking piece of white trash. And he's like, yeah, you more than likely listen to ICP and you're right. And I, uh, he's like, he just said like fish in there. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, out back. They were giving me shit because I was playing ICP. And I was like, motherfucker, I've been listening since 1998. And uh, then he was like, oh, yeah, they're great. You know, fucking this album, this random album. And then he was like, and the one with uh, with the Fury song. And then I was like, Fearless Fan Fury. And he was like, yeah. So that was so cool because since he wasn't embroiled in it, and he's not defining it because of his 
golden years and he got an ex-wife and he hates her and now he hates everything about the fucking world. You know, that happens a lot, you know. So, oh, for sure. So this guy's just a guy who likes the group so he can weave in and out of the catalog right. and be like, that sucks, that sounds good, that's, ah, you know, but you like, know without... Because I... a lot of people have an attachment to it and they'll be like, well, it's not the same because the culture, blah, blah, blah. And then they wrap that up with, like, the sound of the music and, like... You know what I'm saying? Ah, well, but you want to know what, man? You have to understand, in my case, at the very least, during the time when those albums were coming out, I was very disenfranchised, which is ironic because Juggalos are disenfranchised masses, but I was very disenfranchised with Juggalo shit because, again, I really, especially considering the fact of what had happened to me at the very end of uh, the Six Jokers Cards era, fucking... It really was sacred to me at the time. And the idea that they were just gonna, like... Because the Tempest, and, you know, the Calm, the Tempest, and then, you know, some of that other stuff. I can't remember exactly what other uh, albums that were released during that time frame. But just the fact that they were going to just circle back around at the time, I just... Again, you remember, because you had to... Or not had to, but... You pulled me back in with Bang Pow Boom because, again, I was very disenfranchised with the whole thing, and I had my experience in 2008, which I don't know if we've talked about here, but when I just took way too much acid at the end of 2008 and had a crazy fucked up experience. And, like, because of all of that shit, I really was just like... Again, I felt very disenfranchised with the whole community, and I honestly do think that you have not had a proper experience and you haven't really been all the way down as a juggalo if you have not considered, like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. We're, like, hanging around all this shit. I feel like you can do both, and it's okay, and it's very healthy, and if you don't, you're in a cult. Yeah. Oh, for sure. if, If it's unhealthy for you, which it has ruined many people's lives. Oh yeah, lives. oh for sure. This lifestyle is not There's like a reason healthy, why, you know there's a I reason mean. why Juggalo, we've discussed So that's what I'm trying to say and you kind of made my point a little bit like no. you can separate like the culture quote unquote oh, no, their I... musical career and like the culture has been whatever you want to call it. No, know? and but so like, that's kind of, But like their music weird, has like evolved. You no, know? if that, like, well yeah. no, this is true, I just Juggalos, I... dot 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 I think that the culture has become the gathering. Like, right. I know that might be weird to say, but I do think that... No, nah, it's beyond that. You, you, you're you, so funny because you go back and forth on that kind of shit. You'll be like, you can't hinge oh, no, your the, entire existence on the gathering. Blah, no, blah, blah, I'm not saying... No, but, but here's the thing. Well, I'm not can't... saying... First of all, I'm not saying that this is a good thing. Yeah. And I'm also not saying that I subscribe to that shit. Because let me tell you something right now. There is every possibility for any person if you are a decent human being things can come up the up right up until the day of oh shit you might just not be able to gather this year yeah and i don't subscribe to that if you don't gather you don't matter shit if you don't gather you don't matter you know what that you know i don't you know i'm not you know when that counts when you haven't gone you don't have responsibilities and pretty much from the age like 16 to 25. 16? I don't know, man. 16. I'm not when, a parent. But that, that's yeah, exactly. Like, no, know, 16, when when we, 16 when we were doing it. That's, that's at like, this point, no. Because back then, when we were 16, 
we could have thrown a little bit into the air of, oh, we didn't know that it was going to be like that. And it also wasn't parent. even, yeah. it also wasn't even as crazy back then. They weren't having gangbangs out in the open back then. That's what they're doing now. It was girls but, walking around with their tits out. Oh, well, that was, yeah. And you'd go fuck somewhere. Exactly. You know. But, no, this is my, this is what I was trying to say by that, is that a lot of people have made their entire social circle the people that they hang out with on the ga- at the gathering. They talk to these people strictly online. That's really who they communicate with. Like, that's who they visit. That's who they... And, oh, yeah, and by the way... I've made, I've made great... No, there, there's know? nothing wrong with maintaining... The, it's like fucking summer camp. Yeah. You maintain the relationships. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I'm saying is that it's... the Like, the culture has become this thing where the gathering seems to be the only place because don't you remember there was a time where juggalos would have there would be like juggalo owned businesses or juggalo ran charities or juggalo run like you know the, the, there would be juggalos that were public facing and I just feel like you don't see shit like that as much anymore no, and not around here at least that, not at all as far as I've seen yeah. like I really it's very it's much rarer than it used to be and again I feel like most of that happens online at the gathering yeah and it's, that's, by the way, not even necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that a little too much emphasis is placed on being able to show out for the events. I do agree that there is nothing like experiencing a show or the gathering after a certain age. Yes. But that's only, I'm not saying that, like, just put it to you like this. I think that all people, all people should experience an ICP show. Definitely. Now I don't, but I don't think every fucking person should experience the gathering. However, I do believe every true in their heart juggle should experience the gathering. Definitely. Which is one of these things where I don't think I would ever bring my kids because they don't, they don't. I Orion doesn't listen to ICP. Right. He doesn't like. He's aware of it. He doesn't necessarily think like, oh, those dudes suck. You know, like he doesn't look at it like that. But outside of the songs that went TikTok famous. He doesn't really know any other shit. And I don't expect him to. I don't push it on him. I don't force it on him. And <clears throat> that said, though, he does wear the merch and he does represent it because he knows it means a lot to me. And he's like familiar with the culture. You know what I'm saying? But it's the kind of thing where it, it is wild, by the way, just to say that it's multi generational at this point. Like how long Juggalo shit has been going yeah, on. Yeah, man. But. I also it like me out. That's why, like, it really fucking fucks with my head when I see that at the at the gathering because it was always. But that's what I'm saying is that he, I, I wouldn't necessarily. You don't need to see that shit unless you are like for real about the culture. Because I honestly think that the gathering is a, is a, is a festival, a music festival, like very very few others. There are very few other places where that level of open debauchery is just completely acceptable. Right. Like, as long as you ain't doing some wild-ass shit right as the police van is right, or the police golf cart is rolling by, but what's so cool, then you're basically What I liked as a 17-year-old kid was, like, you know, finally being in a place where your anxiety is put to the side because everybody's, like, fucking... Just yeah. when I was younger, like, no, you fair know, enough. Like, that was my first couple uh, of gatherings. I yeah, felt that way. Yeah, and then we, then you become a, a rapper and shit, and then like it, it, it turns into something different. Once, it was, once more, it's it, was it was more the LSD that eventually affected my OCD. You know, in a very, very extreme way. You know what's uh, 
it's hard for us in a lot of ways because we're also think about this i just thought about this right now like we're like entertainers in this world you know what i oh, yeah. mean like oh, fans yeah. and entertainers oh yeah from a young age that's, a, that's, I, honestly that's i gotta hard. tell you that's hard so you know i'm like, a fan first to the point where oh always this is why me. i recently started being more like again why i have a song like the merry-go-round broke down on my new album yeah because like I haven't really spoken that openly about being... Because I honestly look at myself as a Juggalo rapper. Not because I make Juggalo music, but because I am a Juggalo that is a rapper. Yeah. Period. That's the way it works. And so, my thing is, I don't like... I never really did this because I didn't feel like it was appropriate to be, like, spitting Juggalo bars. Like, repre- like you know, like referencing Juggalo shit on my songs. It felt like it was kind of like well, played it's like out. That, it's an old USR cardinal rule, you know, and so we never said Juggalo, we never, and in interviews, we would like never say that we listened to ICP. And then it's funny, cause like now ICP, they've in past like, you know, almost 10 years or so, they diss artists who do that, who don't say that they're, they're influenced. But we came up in a time where Hound it was dogs, like, bro. yes, so we were that, trying uh, the to, cognitive we were try, dissonance. We were trying to honor a code of like we're not we're not trying to ride coattails and do the obvious low hanging fruit. Like we're trying to get our own fans, but we also happen to be juggalos, and we're not going to make light of that. And then groups like that I fucked with and managed and love Outland Camp, shout out. They would do like not like horrorcore really at all and then wear an icp shirt and that was the kind of representation that we were really doing and about you know what i mean no i bro listen i my thing was that different now you know no i know bro that's why i fucking wrote the song like i came up the time to i came up in that same fucking era where you're not supposed to like don't whoop you don't fucking whoop with it you don't get exactly yeah. Fago is a cheap pop, just like a whoop on stage. Like I've heard many different people say it. Yeah. It's, it just is a shame for the fact that like, cause we went and I, I, cause I know you feel this, bro. This is what I was trying to say before. Being a, you can't, we, regardless of whether we were honoring a code or not, because we definitely were. But even if we weren't, a lot of people, I've said this before. My hip hop homies, like the like the gangbangers and shit that I grew up around, they didn't fucking know who ICP was, and they didn't like him at all. Yeah. They thought it was devil music, yeah. and like they did not get any kind of legit hip hop game cred until way down the road, basically after the sixth. Because yeah. after the sixth is when they fucking toured with Mac Ten, and then just all these different things that they had done, it, like. They were never looked at as a hip hop fucking group that did like the things that they've done. People that are real, that are like gang deep in the game and understand this shit, give them their credit. Ice T gives them their credit. They did Post a song Mal- with Ice T. Post Malone. Well, not nah, fair enough, but they also. It's not the best song. But... The fuck you. Dead End is so goddamn good. It's a good song. That's yeah. one of the best fucking songs they ever did. I, you want to know what though? I will say. I think it being on Psychopathics from Outer Space is what makes it a legendary song because it could have, you could have put it on a Joker's card potentially, but. It didn't have the fit for 
Or exactly. Really. It, it wouldn't have necessarily fit. But on a collab album where it's just all these different tracks where like old yeah, shit that nobody's ever song. heard before at the time, yeah. that was perfect for it. And just the beat and the recording and the skits, bro, fucking. Ah, oh, dead and no escape from it. Should have thought about that shit before you done it. Why? I never want to die. Don't everybody cry for me. It's only murder. Yeah, Bro, I haven't heard that in a long that time. That whole thing. And this is my whole thing. That people try to act like they ain't been lyrical the whole time. Fucking Shaggy's verse on that song is so goddamn dope. Oh, but also Lord. Shaggy on uh, Carnival Christmas... No, listen, I, the, the, he fucking honestly... Rocks blizzard with blizzard. I honestly, I, I don't know that one. I, no, but you want to know what thing, frankly, Jay I even calls that out on fucking sticky situations. I rhymed dead in the head for the 17th time. time. Yeah. Double team rhymes. They became Violent Jay. Yeah. If I love Shaggy anymore, I'd have to be gay. But, no, no just... That's, that's part of the beauty of it. And if you are, because we're all talking about underground shit here, if you are an Isham Wicked Shit kind of fan... Um, it is like repetitive in, in many ways, and it's just like, how can you rearrange it this time? And what's I, you want to know what? I, this is my thing. I feel like with a lot of different artists, they just find something that works, and then they just form fit it to any number of different beats or aesthetics or whatever. And in Isham's case, I will say, like uh, the most recent uh, obliteration, he's. He is very experimental, but I think that when he's just doing straight up rap, his flow tends to be pretty consistent. Yeah. So the lyrics are always, you know, like they're always there, but it's the, the it feels very like familiar. Yeah. And so I think that it's not a lot of rappers where like Jay is kind of the same, like the same but different in that he's consistently doing different shit. Yeah. The same with IC, with uh, with Shaggy. Like, there are verses where Shaggy fucking thrashes it, but there are also verses where he, ne- he kind of doesn't. And put it to you like this. His most recent project, Professor Fresh and the Search for the Ultimate Groove, yeah. I fucked with that album. I'm probably going to listen to it again tomorrow. I've been, like, you know, trying to, you know, more on the, like, podcast, like, news, brain expansion shit lately, but I listened to it when it came out, and first of all, that first track is a banger. Who that? That shit is, oh, I love it. But the other thing is that the last song, where, like, the, the fucking cover of the Earth crying like that. Yeah. The song fucking literally takes you on a, it, it is a story of how that happens. Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And the idea that, you want to know what? I don't care if he had a bunch of sick multis or if he was super on the beat. I don't care if it was like the coolest shit you've ever heard. The fact that they're doing something 30 plus fucking years later that is completely... I hear everybody say this shit. I have heard so many different fucking rappers and producers and musicians and fucking people that listen to this music say about rap that they're so fucking tired of all the same shit. They're sick of seeing the same thing. They're sick of seeing the sa- hearing the same topics and all the same kinds of beats. And meanwhile, Shaggy is putting out Professor Fresh and the Quest for the Ultimate Groove. Yeah. Like, the, the ICP, the Jay Esham and Ouija Mac are putting out Obliteration. Like, this is not what you have been listening to. Yeah. And why they do not get that kind of credit, 
again, it's crazy to me where I really do think that they've created this. It's one of the few subcultures that in some ways it's almost weird, like mo uh, certain juggalos you would like you wouldn't fuck with them because it's like, oh that's just a kid. They're just like, you know, whatever. But a large percentage of juggalos are also the kinds of people where you would see them in public and be like, I ain't fucking with that guy. Yeah. Like, that's one of these things to me where I just being a juggalo really is still one of the few genuine like outlaw cultures in a lot of ways. And it's funny because it's a flip side because there is that. But then on the other hand, there are people that, like you said, that are just fans that kind of... I was going to say this earlier when you brought this up about the guy that was your, uh, that uh, you worked with, I think, that listened to ICP, is I would just say I find it rare. And it's interesting because it does require a certain level of compartmentalization that... I guess would only come if you find ICP in a certain way of just like listening to the music because of the way that they talk about juggalos and being down and all that kind of shit. I feel like it's rare for somebody to be a big fan of ICP and what they do and not also be a juggalo in some way. Right. You know what I mean? I don't feel like most, like it's funny, but it really is this whole deal of just like almost the whole purpose of listening to the music is being part of the community in some way. Well, I mean, I feel like you're not giving them a, a enough credit. Like, and I when really you, well when you, shit, look, okay. when you when you look at their like streams and shit, like they're on, they trend on TikTok and all that. Like, still, like their culture, they they're not just enjoyed by just juggalos. They're, no, I they're that good. No, that's true. I, mean? like, I think you want to know what I gotta tell you. I think that that is made that is true, and that is also why the juggalo culture continues to grow and thrive in certain ways is the fact that because I remember seeing this in my um, Facebook memories I believe it was but I seen some shit that was ICP not that long ago like when they put out Fred Fury I think that was 2019 if I'm recalling correctly they had somewhere in the neighborhood of it was in the hundreds of thousands of monthly and now, most recent estimates, if I can recall correctly, is above 2 million. And this is the important part about this, because I pay attention to this kind of shit. It's been there for a while. Like, it's been at 2 million for a good amount of time. And to me, the way that these trends work is if your shit goes way up and then plateau and then it, it like slides back down, it's because you got a big pop out of something, you know, like went viral somewhere maybe. And then. It just fell off and people stopped interacting. But their shit went up and it stayed there. And again, ICP, what the fuck good could they possibly be done by inflating their Spotify numbers when a lot of them, a, a lot of artists that people would argue are in their same bracket have infinitely more monthly listeners. The idea that these guys got from fucking 300,000, four, 500,000, even 800,000, whatever it was, up to 2 million in just a few years and have consistently kept it there after going TikTok viral. And it has slowly been climbing. It just goes to show that because we live in a world now where ICP 
was a thing that you could only find out about in certain ways. It was an album that almost scared you on the fucking rack. Like, what the fuck is that? That looks demonic. I don't want to buy that. But a lot of people found it. But nowadays, it's so much easier to access music that when people hear about something, I'm not like this, but I think a lot of people are in today's consumer culture with music that, and content that if they see something, if it's even remotely uh, interesting to them, they will go and listen to at least one song. And I think with ICP in a lot of cases, if it's the right song, one's all you need. Because then once you realize that this world exists and this craziness, I was gonna say this earlier, bro. ICP was built for the the binge culture that is now. I think that there is truth to that. Because, because they have, they have, Years of content, you know what I mean? Movies, oh, yeah. wrestling, fucking. So, oh, no, so I, if you want, so like, I would attribute prolific it, doesn't even begin. Like, so I think it happened during the pandemic where a lot of a lot of younger kids like looked into it because we are memes and punchlines and things like that. This is true. And anything that's downtrodden and you know like you know shit upon, kids kind of will pick it up because I see a lot of Gen oh, yeah. Z kids like yeah. repping it now. No, so that's kind of what I'm saying is that. Because their parents hated, you know what oh, I no, mean? Oh no, a thousand percent, which know. is super funny, the idea that they would hate ICP for a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, they still hate ICP, but it's not because they think that it's crazy devil music. Like, no, They're just like, no, I because those it. people are fucking losers. Yeah. I remember that kid that was a juggalo in high school that, would, fucking smoke, be, yeah. that would smoke weed out of fucking foil in the bathroom, yeah. and then always was getting fucking kicked out of school for two weeks at a time. Yeah. Like... I, it's so funny to me because there really is truth to the fact that, and it makes me sad because I don't want to have Juggalos be only associated with stupid shit, but if you've been a Juggalo for long enough, you've been around some fucking trashy ass Juggalos. Oh, hell yeah. Like, it's, if you meet a Juggalo that is 30 plus years of age, there is a probably one in four possibility that they are familiar with the family court system. Like, that is a solid number. I'm even just trying to be nice. I yeah, think that it could be fucking... Four, one in four. That's 25%, very, exactly. Yeah, that's very... Exactly. On, and my point you're is... You're being that, nice, exactly. Yeah, and you want to know what? Let me just be clear. You might have your kids, but you still know what the inside of a fucking family courtroom looks like. You still know what a 50 fucking 1A is. So, at the end of the day, I just... ICP and Juggalos are this thing that just people don't want to have to admit that this part of the world does exist. Yeah. Because you want to know what? Everybody thinks that it's cute. This culture of like, you know, the Heath Ledger's Joker. Some people just want to watch the world burn. But Juggalos have had that fucking culture since the 90s. Yeah. And we have raised people through it to the point where I told you there are 19-year-old kids Ugh. selling fucking balloons for fucking two-for-fives in the 3 a.m. mist of the gathering the first night. The pre-night. Yeah. The fucking the, the night before. Yeah. It hasn't even started yet. Everything is quiet and silent. And fucking this kid walks up just like... A fucking baby. Yeah. And he takes out the whipped cream tank, and you buy your two for five, and you're on your way. And just you like fucking like the idea that that exists. I just it's funny to me because I'm not even necessarily because again I patronize them. What the fuck am I gonna do? What am I gonna go fucking back to the campsite and confront his parents? What the fuck is wrong with you? What have you been doing? Mm -hmm. Like 
if you really are that deep in it, then it's kind of one of those things where it's almost like if you're gang deep in, like, gang life, or if you live in the inner city with just, you know, like, or in another country, just, like, abject poverty, like, no way out of it, unless you do, excuse me, some kind of crazy uh, criminal enterprise, or, yeah, basically criminal enterprise, like, that's one of these things where I think a lot of people don't want to recognize that that part of the world exists. Right. And they don't want to humanize fucking the, 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 the realities of these things. And that's why I think that, you know, tying it all back into what, you know, you consider the narrative or something, so, is that I really do think that being a juggalo is one of the few things in this world of just utter inclusion of every single thing about you is supposed to be accepted. There are even apparently, and I think that this is a little bit of misinformation, and I think that it's just like maybe even 4chan trolls, because I don't think that anybody is actually advocating for people who are pedophiles, but that is even supposedly a thing, where like even pedophiles are supposed to be given like a fucking platform to explain themselves, you're just not allowed to fuck kids. Like, yes, I feel that way, but I'm not going to act on it. Like, nope, fuck you, I'm not interested in that shit. Um... The idea in this world, being a juggalo is still one of the few things that, in in polite circles, because you can say that you're a fucking, you can say that you're a deadhead in polite circles. You can say that you go to Burning Man. There, are you kidding me? The amount of fucking tech geniuses that go to places like Burning Man. That's kind of what I'm saying. You can be all different kinds of shit. Listen to all different weird kinds of music. Be involved in all different kinds of weird cultures. Of fucking... All these different weird business cults and shit that exist. Nowadays, I know you know what I'm talking about. Multi-level marketing and all kinds of weird shit. Like, you can do all different kinds of shit like that. But being a juggalo is still something that people like... Oh, don't you know, fucking hold that down. You don't want people to know that you're a juggalo. Like, it's crazy. I think it's because all of the... I mean, you literally said at the beginning, there's a 25% chance you've been in family court. White yeah, no, trash, but you want to like... know what? But that doesn't make you fucking less worthy than anybody else. It means you got caught up in some bullshit. Let me ask you this. No, I, like, hey, I, I am a white trash juggalo. I, well, and, I am the person that you're talking about. That's why I look at myself. Well, yeah, but I'm also the I person. I understand why somebody wouldn't. See, want to fucking be associated well, but, so, you know, well, but like, this is my point man is that for me yeah i am whether or not i'm white trash necessarily at the very least i wouldn't say i don't come from trash at yeah all. i did like you know that's just objectively where it's at but with that said the kind of person that i am the kind of personality that exists in me was drawn towards being a juggalo and then through that i have lived with and around like true fucking suffering and people that like when people say that they're white trash nobody ever wants to associate the fact that people are suffering if you consider yourself if if you look at this person like they're white trash guaranteed that person has some kind of fucking mental health issue drug addiction issue some kind of economic problem their economic downturn exists in the fucking middle of the country like mm, I don't know Detroit a lot of fucking people generationally we're living in places where they had been building equity and had been building wealth for generations. And then suddenly the fucking industry collapses. And then everybody is like, oh yeah, fucking, uh, I don't know. We don't know what to tell you. Best of luck, bud. Do what you can. We're going to be over here. And 
like again Detroit Michigan like the like the Rust Belt the Iron Belt like yeah. Ohio all that shit is just places where people were building fucking wealth and then the system just completely shut down and then they're just like you know there's always been a lot of civic pride in America like pride in where you're from and just got to this point where, I mean, again, like, Detroit is so the perfect example of, like, it was such a thriving American city, and then so much amazing art has come out of it, and so much, so many amazing people have come out of it, but it's also this place of just fucking desperate poverty, like, insanity, to a point where it doesn't even make sense that it could be that way in an American city. Flint, Michigan was another perfect example where their water was fucked up for how long? And it was then the same thing down in Ohio. And these were all people who only one fucking generation back were like wealthy on a level of the rest of the middle class. And this is why I rap Juggalos and I don't shy away from it because fuck yeah, man. It is. But that's by the way exactly the reason. The, it's more of the majority than people like if you want to admit, you know, this is my exactly, and this is my point because you want to know what a lot of these famous people, a lot of like I heard Joe Rogan and somebody else talking about Ralphie May, and Ralphie May was absolutely like I can't remember the set, but he did a set at the gathering, and he was like repping like Juggalo for real, like the way he was talking about it felt authentic, and I think that so many people out there again come from trash but then bring themselves out of it through any number of different means. And, but they're afraid to openly say, yeah, I fuck with that shit because they think that it's going to get them laughed at. Like it's going to get them taken less seriously. Right. And again, because yes, yeah, so many people come from trash. Well, first of all, what the fuck does it mean to come from trash exactly? Because there's a difference between coming from poverty and just being a piece of shit. You right. can be a piece of shit if you're rich. That, that, that being a piece of shit is not exclusive to any fucking tax bracket. Like, the idea that you can't, the, the idea that you can be a juggalo and be a fucking uh, upstanding member of the uh, citizenry is like is, is a foreign concept to people. Like, oh, being a juggalo and being a police officer, being a juggalo and being a politician, right. being a juggalo and being a fucking firefighter or a doctor. Well, that's it what, seems that's like, that's oh, a juggalo and fucking... I know plenty of fucking juggalos that have gone to college. Plenty of fucking juggalos that make tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Right. Like, I don't know if Jeremiah would rep represent as a juggalo necessarily. Definitely not. <laughs> but he was, you want to know what though? He was juggalo with Jason. Definitely. He was definitely yeah. part of that same underground. Yeah. And a lot of these people, again, he he's does, an ice. That would is someone you would call an exactly. ICP fan. But at the same and he time, likes, he's a fan of the underground. But and my point there though is just that this is somebody who does very well for themselves. I know some. I know a lot of people that have been able that do very well for themselves. I'll put it to you like this: the idea that there are only deadheads and burners right. that fucking are like in the you know the tech world and this and that. It's it's just crazy to me where I will also say this. I do know juggalo nurses, don't know juggalo doctors. Right. I actually don't know any juggalo uh, doctors specifically. I'm just saying that it's possible. That's a, that, that sounds like a sitcom or an adult you are, no, listen, I don't look you Juggalo right. doctor? It actually kind of does. <laughs> That's... Hold that thought. <laughs> but, no, seriously, my point is this. Is you, that would you take is, a juggalo doctor? Here's like, the problem. No, <laughs> your listen. oncologist is a juggalo doctor. What do you do? Juggalo oncologist. 
<laughs> oh my lord. Dude, it's actually really funny that you would say that because uh, Al Madrigal, fantastic comedian, um, he has a bit where he says, you just add Mexican to something, it becomes a lot more sketchy. Like, uh, I went to the, you know, you know, the, the party is going to have a clown. You have a Mexican clown. And it just feels like just the way the, it just sounds it's so true. Yo, wait, during the pandemic, this guy was ordering hand sanitizer from Mexico. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I all of us would like, it would be like, wait a minute. Because like, you can find fucking hand sanitizer. Yep. No, that's fact. That's so they were fact. ordering it from Mexico. We kept it on the down low. Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely, uh, listen. But I, yeah, yeah. I think that it's crazy. So you're taking the juggalo doctor? But, uh, bro. If he's avoiding he, the question. Listen, yes. <laughs> yes, if he actually fucking speaks like a doctor. Because my whole point is this. I have seen so many different things of like, oh, like having a juggalo for a doctor is the same thing in a lot of people's eyes as having somebody who has tattoos for a doctor. Right, yeah. And that in and of itself, because what you're telling me is the fact that you love this music to the point that you feel the culture, the fact that you like feel the community. Because objectively, when you listen to it, there are certain lessons that they give that are probably pretty bad. But I think that it's easy enough to fucking recognize like, oh, when did they record that? Were they like, again, if you have any amount of brain in your head. Right. Oh, they recorded that in 93 when they were in their 20s? Oh, okay. So I understand where they were talking about beating women. Mm-hmm. And so, like, being able to listen to ICP and actually get out of it what I think is in there and being able to recognize the, what the culture is supposed to be. Because the whole idea has always been the world is really fucked up. Whether you want to admit it or not, there's bad shit going on. You have to accept. And you can either fucking laugh about it or you can cry about it. That's why, again... ICP, Wicked Clown, is a serious dichotomy. And fucking, I think that dichotomies are very important in we live on a planet that is fucking bipolar. And I know that, obviously, the word bipolar is going to be tricky on something like that. But regardless, I think fucking... A wicked clown, the fact that their paint is black and white, the fact that they are, again, it's a, it's a solid dichotomy, and, and that's what Earth is. We have one sun, one moon, this whole planet exists on balance, and a wicked clown, the whole point of this shit is to be able to find light in the darkness, to be able to find something to laugh at when everything is fucking horrible. Like the instinct in humanity when we had just got done running away from a fucking saber-toothed tiger that just killed one of our fucking friends and we need to find a way to chill out or else we're going to fucking go into shock and then fucking like have a heart attack and just die. That does happen. That you had to find a way to like make each other laugh and smile and fucking like get your mind off of the craziness. And... Juggalo shit exists within that impulse. And that's what, like I've said this before, I believe, and this is a very case, this is very specific, but I believe that Juggaloism is a cross between Buddhism, Kadampa Buddhism specifically, because it's very focused on death, and the cult of Dionysus. And I think that that is a spot-on, accurate analogy of what Juggalo culture has become. Because the cult of Dionysus is all about fucking indulgence, basically. And 
uh, Buddhism, Kadava Buddhism, is uh, again very focused heavily on death in the sense of one day you may die, today you may die. So be very focused on what you're doing in your life. Be very focused in how you behave. Follow a good path. Follow a good life. Be a decent person. Don't be violent. Don't. I mean, unless you have to be violent because somebody is trying to kill you or because somebody is trying to kill or hurt somebody else. Because again, in Buddhism, there is a lot of that. You know oh, what I mean? I know. It's the best way to live your life, honestly. So, uh, that, no, true indeed. And that's my fucking point, is that juggaloism, there really is. Because I don't look at it religiously, personally. I don't, like, you know, I don't pray to fucking any of that shit. I don't w worship any of that. I listen to ICP a good amount at certain points, and then at certain points, I don't. I, like, it really is just a thing that is very intangible, but very, like, gripping. And very, like, in many ways all-encompassing. Because everything that I do, I feel like ends up being, in some way, through a fucking juggalo lens. Because it's I, just basically what I am. I, I've definitely used the songs in a religious way a lot. Uh, I, have, like, I mean, I've used them... I have, like, playlists for when therapeutic I'm depressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I would call that therapeutic more so than religious in the sense of... But I like view this. it with more spirituality than fucking, like, I'm learning well, something but, objectively, psychologically about myself. I, like, you know, I, I would say, like... The, the feeling I get and the feeling that a lot I would say it's this intangible spiritual feeling not like no okay not so I I guess therapeutic I know what you mean like but yeah, no but more like, so but it's, it's different because I you know like it, it connects me to the like it reminds me of like actual community and, and uh, you know what oh, I yeah. mean oh yeah no like, listen bro I was actually walking my shit back because this is more, more so my point I don't pray to these men I do not pray to their work even. But if we're talking about a spiritual connection to the carnival, like that's I'm all in on yeah. that. And that's kind of what I'm saying is that And how I get that is through bro, like, you know, every single thing that it that, that really connects people in the world is something that connects you to that just again that intangible feeling that we are all connected somehow. Yeah. That we are all part of the exact same experience. And that's why the best people in every fucking religion, every belief, every following, everything, all of the best ones are humble, accepting, and fucking uh, passionate. They, like, they feel very strongly about what they feel, but they also do not look at you like you are less than for feeling that way. And that's always been the cornerstone of being a juggalo is that ain't nobody else out there fucking any better than any better than you, any less than you. We're all at the exact same fucking level. Our coffins are all going to be the exact same size. Yeah. So at that point, I just it's that's why it's crazy to me that people will still openly mock ICP as though because, again, like I said, anybody that's going to mock ICP like that. My first question really would be, what do you actually know about ICP? Like, what do you know about Joe and Joey? What do you know about Psychopathic Records? What do you know about... How many songs do you, have you ever even heard? I think do you even know their names? I don't want to win over any. Oh, I don't either, but I... Know, no, but you like, want to know what? It's not about winning I, people over. It's about getting people to recognize that there is something much more profound at work than just... Because, listen... I really do think at this point, for the fact that it has been, has become part of the social lexicon on the planet, like it is irrevocably 
part of the social aesthetic in America, 100%. Like, a juggalo is something that can be recognized anywhere in the world based on certain I mean, very you had, you had, you, you had greases, you had hippies, you yeah. had disco, and then you had punk guys. How many of those And then things, you have grunge kids, and then juggalos came how out, many and now of those it's just things, a type of person. How many, like, and this is, my, this is my point, though. Crazy, I feel blessed to have been in that era that it was formulated. Yeah, man. You know? and, well, this is what I'm now trying to tell costume. you. Now it's a costume. It probably I, is a costume. It's probably, first of all, it's probably a spirit Halloween juggalo costume. In certain ways it is, but it, let me I ask you I guarantee that it probably is. How many of those subcultures that you just named are based on one band. The only one that you could say is the Grateful Dead, and they have been compared to the Grateful Dead fucking endlessly. Yeah, it'd probably be the Grateful Dead. So, on, but yes. you want to know what? And that's kind of the point, is that, and obviously drugs were a very important part of that one too, but the idea that everybody comes together and then they just shed the whole, like, what the fuck are we concerned about this? Like, I don't fucking care who's president. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. The fucking world is on fire? Yeah, my fucking neighborhood's on fire. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. What am I supposed to fucking do? I'm just gonna, like, that's why it's so funny to me where, like, I was thinking this the other day. I wonder how Rick Rubin feels about Insane Clown Posse. It makes me wonder I'd for the fact he that he was... loves him, I imagine. Yeah, well, but just, dude, don't you remember the whole fucking fuck the Beastie Boys and the Dalai Lama? Yeah. That, like, they tried to get them to change it. Rick, you don't think Rick Rubin had anything to do with that decision? Rick Rubin is not the Beastie Boys. Well, no, but he, he produced, was their producer for a while. Yeah, it? but like, he, they were off Def Jam, I'm pretty sure. They were oh, on, by that? Were, I don't on, know if that was at the time. They were on Good Island. Problem. They were on Island Def Jam, I think. But the thing, I don't think, yo, I think Rick Rubin did uh, their early albums. I don't think. Oh, all right. Yeah, I just, this Rubin, is my point. Rick Rubin's also a Buddhist, man. I don't think he would no, be fair. like... Well, no, I don't think it would be like that. Yeah. But I just... I, I wonder how most people yeah. feel about ICP in that way. Because again, I just... For me personally, after this many years... And look, maybe I'm doing this to try to fucking justify it somehow in myself. Because you want to know what? I'm not trying to fucking jerk myself off at all here, but I'm going to be straight up. Like, I work really hard to be an intelligent, sensitive, sensitive fucking thoughtful individual that takes care of his family, that pays his taxes, that fucking abides by the law to the extent that I need to. Right. Like, I don't see why I should have to fucking worry about people knowing that I'm a juggalo. And I don't, but I think a lot of people do. And I think that that's, that's fucked up because that's it's life like, and you just have to if you wanna. You I mean, want, yeah. If you want to, I'm have, not saying that it's like, oh, what, woe is me. This it's is just what I think it sucks. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want to be part of a cool subculture, guess what? Some people are gonna think you're cooked. Ah, uh, but it. you want? Nah. I, I listen. I gotta I tell it, you, I, th- I, th- I think that's true. But unfortunately, realistically speaking, in today's age. Just being religious makes some people feel you feel that right. Way about you. I think, and that's not a fucking think, subculture at all. I think you're coming from a place where, like, I don't know who this person is, like judging this person, that person. I just don't care, and that's that's what's attracted me to the juggalo world. In, in well, general, yeah, but right? I, I got to tell you, I don't think that a lot of people, and at least a lot of younger people, because that's really what it comes down to. If you're at our age mm-hmm. and you're involved in juggalo shit in any form or fashion, oh, you better know what's going on. Because if you don't, then you're fucking foolish. You're just getting involved in shit you know nothing about, which will probably end up leaving you worse for the wear by the end of it. But for any young people that are getting into juggalo shit and getting involved in it, 
I don't think that it's the kind of thing where it's almost the same thing with people having face tattoos and shit. It's like it doesn't automatically mean something. It could potentially mean a lot of different things, but it doesn't immediately mean something. And I think that, like again, I quite frankly, tell me how it's possible. You in could, all of you this could time, you smoking meth. You might just really like wrestling. Who knows? Basically, the bro, listen to me. The fact and that's is, what, that's the fun of it. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yes. I think that no. Look, you know what? I agree. And maybe that is part of it. What do you want? The Juggalo Yacht Club? You want that? That is a thing. Yeah. But that's that's where it ends up. I know? mean, listen, bro. You are right. Boy, and yeah. I guess again, putting it that way is one way to think of it. Is that is definitely some of the fun of it is being where like you know what it really is all about you know what's going on we know that we're not all fucking like we've had our fucking shit cake moments but we're not all complete just degenerate individuals at all times we like you know we're pretty responsible but being able to use it as this way of like ah better stay away from me ah like, I guess there is some value to it that way. I just, I really do. I want to see, because, dude, I know that there are so many. How is it that Eric Andre is the only one, and he might have even just been being funny when he wore a shirt that said, trust me, I'm a juggler. No, he was definitely being ironic, man. I, you want to know what? I, I don't know, man, because he had fucking I Hannibal. Love that. Bro, he had Hannibal put fucking ICP's paint on on the Eric Andre show once. once. I know. Yo, there's a lot of. And Hannibal played the gathering. Like, this is my point, bro. I, there's a picture of me and Hannibal on the. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why I'm saying this is my point. Is that. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, that think there it, are I, jugglos I think, out there, and those two. I, why can't Why can't it be. That's what's so funny about you and what makes you a juggalo. Like, he has to be a juggalo. He can't just fucking. No, okay, fine. You know? No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying he has to fucking be. I'm saying I think that probably it would make it. sense if he, he understands was, comedy. Or at the very I mean? least, like, he's not. At the very least, he's not hating on them. Right. But all I'm saying. It's a great statistically, punchline. Trust me, I'm a juggalo. Like that's that's statistically, it is impossible that there are no professional athlete, professional fucking um, actor, face celebrity, lawyer, doctor, out of Joe all Joe Hill the, listens to Necro. You know? I have not heard that, but I believe it. I mean, fucking, what's his face? Um, all these things. Why can't I think of his name? For, uh, the dude from fucking Cruel Intentions, Ryan Felipe, or Philippi, however you say it. He's a huge Sean, uh, Sean Price fan. Uh, he loves that shit. That's so. And so, and listen, I know that there is some of that out there, mm-hmm. but... I do really think that a lot of people, when they hear ICP, they just immediately, ugh. Like, I feel like it's more likely for people to hear ICP and go, ugh, to hear hear ICP and go, who's that? They think more squid bellies, uh, less workaholics. You want to know what? I don't know, because either one of those could give you the same kind general perception, but... Well, workaholics has a moment of uh, reprieve when they're like, oh, well, we're just some parents, you know? Ah, well, no, so they do, all right, they give them the moment, but then they pull it back at the end of the episode. Yo, that's what's awesome about it. Again... I, that's, well, but that's if, what if I had to line up all Squid my Billy juggalo the friends thing. and all the felons I know too, yeah, right. So, okay. <laughs> I, well, that's but that's fucking yeah. But, and you want to know what I got to tell you? That's the point where I really do believe that ICP 
makes music for a very specific kind of person mm-hmm. where in a certain sense and this actually statistically did happen is ICP makes music for serial killers and Israel Keys was a serial killer who was a definite juggler mm-hmm. like after he had been a serial killer and he only, he only killed like five or six people like so that's not <laughs> he's nothing you know he's no Ted Bundy but no, he did some pretty horrific shit. And he was for sure outspoken juggler. No question whatsoever. Like they found the shit. It's music for the mentally ill. Yes, the exactly. people, the, the people but that that's resonate my point. with it are like resonating with If statistically there has been a serial killer that was a juggalo, it is also statistically almost impossible in my opinion that there are not famous people out there that are juggalos, like actual juggalos that feel this shit, but they just know that they can't socially fucking do it because they know that it's in a lot of ways social suicide. And that, to me, and that's the part that I think is fucked up because people are, we're supposed to be living in a world where nothing is supposed to be social suicide outside of being an abuser, being a fucking, you know, a killer, being some kind of, like, truly... Um, detestable figure. But one day it'll be as innocuous as, you know, wearing a fucking Nirvana shirt, you know? Like, I mean, I think that... I listen, that's kind of... I think in a lot of ways that it is, but I think that it's... You can't be... You can't say that you're a juggalo in a lot of circles. You can be an ICP fan or whatever fucking circle you want. Right. But if you, like, are really deeply involved in it, then it becomes... You know, like, and who knows, maybe the fucking gang label is a part of it, but we've already discussed this where, like, you don't, it's, it feels so disingenuous to me to say we're not a gang after you openly said you were the hatchmaker in a gang. And this goes right back to why people might not want to uh, be, you know, associated with it when you, you just said right there. The, you know, like, but, 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 you know, but, I, but, you know, but, 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 clown cult sold a, sold no, a gang. Look, man. fine, but quite frankly, it's a culty uh, gang. Snoop Dogg threw up C's on the fucking Super Bowl stage. That's awesome. Yeah, but so he's a gang member, and he's fucking, he's selling Bic lighters in the gas station, he's selling dog food in Petco. I like, have, yeah, I get if it. he can yeah. do that and be a crip, I know, yeah. then being a juggalo should be perfectly fine. That's right. the way I look at it. And imagine that, Snoop Dogg. You mean the guy that was one of the only fucking celebrities but to I ever do a track with Insane Clown Posse on a Joker's card? And did one of the most fucking iconic verses of the entire Juggalo lexicon. But it's probably because... Juggalo lexicon? Ha <laughs> ha! Snoop Dogg fans don't have, like, a propensity to have, no, like, but you know, No, 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 no. Snoop probably, Dogg, how many people... They, they, they're out there, but Snoop Dogg fans, like, straight up that love Snoop Dogg... Are mostly, like, I white th- people, you I know? think that, well, but that's my point. I don't think that there's that many people that are straight up, like, Snoop Dogg fans. Fans. I think his music is so ubiquitous and so famous and so popular that everybody. So many copy people a, listen a to it. Style, you know? So many people listen to it in different contexts and in different places and parties and all this. Oh, just put on some rap music, whatever. Yeah, man. That, doggy style is one of the best. Oh yeah, no, he, on the music is amazing. Yeah. Like the point here is that Ice T was openly a fucking gangbanger for a long time. I'm pretty sure he was right. Of which realistic, you never lose those ties. Like a lot of different people, uh, fucking, and again, that's one of those whole things where ICP, whether or not juggalos, because juggalos spend their whole life cultivating like being a walking middle finger. That some people are like, well, 
you know. No, it's true. I mean, and I, think I don't know. Like, I, like, what's cool about it's the a weird world thing is because that, like, it, it, this is our world. You know, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. You know, like I listen. It's I just don't weird to me. Fucking sell anybody something. You don't want to be here. You don't like it. No, well, I don't know. Listen, that's also why I think the gathering is good because the gathering exists in a way where a lot of fucking normies will not come within a country mile of it. Yeah, and I kind of like it. Yeah. So at that point, it becomes this kind of thing of just like. I really, I I do agree with you that it does feel good to be part of an outlaw subculture. Because I know I go go all over the place. But I do believe, like I said before, insane clown posse and juggaloism, it's a dichotomy. There is a really specific digression in two specific directions of... I want to be a decent person. I want to live a decent life. I want to provide for my family and for the people that I care for and that I want to just see the world be a better place. Right. And the other half is something in my brain doesn't fucking work properly and I spend a lot of time really fucking pissed off at the rest of the world and myself and I have had some horrific, disgusting, awful thoughts and... Even in some cases, because of the world around me, I have had to do some horrible, disgusting things. Or horrible and disgusting things have been done to me. And so, how do I reconcile that trauma with that desire to be decent? To want to be that good person? It's. It, I really do think that this is like the fucking, the crux of difficulty in people in poverty trying to rise themselves out of it because how being beaten down by the world makes it hard to want to even you know what I mean like ah fuck it I'm just gonna go to sleep you know what my son was upset because he didn't get very good grades and so he's gonna still get to do shit this summer but not as much and he's gonna be fucking reading books and doing fucking yard work and he was upset about it but fucking oh god damn now the the cat is distracting me but no but like people don't want to accept the the difficulties. They don't want to fucking accept when something like regardless of what it is that's going on, you just like it, it, it fucking it comes to you. And I you want to know what I think we'll probably edit that part because I don't even remember where I was going with that. Yeah, I don't know where you're at, dude. <laughs> and but it's almost what time is it? It's 11:30 probably. Yeah, I gotta guess. get out of here. I gotta open tomorrow. So um. Yeah, we're almost at two hours. Yeah. But, no, listen, I, my point, I guess, uh, tying it all back in, is I really do um, enjoy the Juggalo subculture having a certain amount of uh, outlaw flavor to it, but, excuse me, I think that for the amount of people that want to be able to assail it as fans or even just want to be able to be part of the subculture and not have it be this major um, difficulty in their life like I think that there should be some middle ground for it because not every juggalo is a gangbanger there are juggalo gangbangers for sure not every juggalo is a piece of shit but there's quite a few of them in the fucking community because our whole deal is supposed to be this like uh you know, you're all invited no matter what. We belong. So, it's a tricky, uh, tricky situation, I suppose. But I honestly, uh, it's why I love it so much because there is, that, again, I, maybe I'm just, I feel this way because I personally feel 
there is so much profound shit going on in Juggalo world and in Juggalo music that, yeah, I do kind of want to, if not convince people to listen to it themselves, but to just recognize that it is valid as a form of expression because right. it really did create this entire subculture and not even just subculture but this subversion of music like it's a totally different kind of music ICP's music does not sound like anybody else's no and at that point you know like again with you know Isham having it start there and then going all the way through and then again you know like with the uh, the, the tour going on right now with Ouija Mac it's a funny thing because I really on the Three Headed Monster album he so proved that he can rap like a motherfucker like it's, he's got it like just, there's nothing stopping him from doing it right but there are a lot of songs on there where he does use that same kind of flow that I'm not a fan of and I just it's a shame but who the fuck am I to tell somebody, tell an artist how the fuck they're supposed to make their music? And he is plenty fucking successful doing what he's doing. And we've already discussed the whole idea of he's helping bring a new generation to Juggalo shit that otherwise maybe would not because they listen to music that's more like Suicide Boys and this and that. Yeah. Which I will also say, I don't know if you heard it, bro, but uh, Darby O'Trill, fucking uh, Spotted Fluid Smoothie, I think is the name of the song. It's fucking... Nice. Like, it was, there's one line in it that everybody seems to really like, and it's understandable why, where he says, you don't want to see what I got hidden in my Jankos fuck around, we get to wave wands like Ray Malenko. And it was like, it, the, the fact that he's like, number one, they're going to have you affiliated, I think that gives you, it, you know, whether or not I think, you know, feel like you need a pass to do it at this point, I think that is a reasonable pass to me. It's like I said, we never reference Juggalo shit in our music. Because it felt like, you know, like, you know, authentic. Now, now, now it's like turned a corner where it's exactly. like you have to do it to. You have to do exactly. Exactly. No, and I know. It is very strange. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, look, you want to know what? To me, I don't have a hard time with it. Too confusing. Because I will, because for me, I got to tell you. It's not hard to reference Juggalo to reference Juggalo shit for me because it's so fucking right. magnanimous and in it's so ingrained in my life. But I do also think that, like again, the, the song is dope. Like in my opinion, no, all from that, that song. Great, yeah. Well, but what I'm saying because Hex is dope. I have heard his music. I listened to fucking Demon Season when it came out. I did like it. But uh, Darby shit, I'm gonna be listening to for sure because. That song, in my opinion, he is, as soon as that song comes out, as soon as he's released on Chapter 17 as that, with that song, no, he, I, he's, the, he's I the best like, rapper in that crew. Honestly, That man, shit was, like, lyrically, like, fire. I like um, Shaggy the Airhead shit a lot. You know? I like his beats more than his raps. I, I, like, I, like, like his, I like his off-kilter shit, but what I was, was going to say, what I, what, just to clarify, what I mean is that, like, me being an artist, I can never really get with, like, you know, like the words won't come out. I understand. There are some people where it's akin, not akin to, it's artistic. It's a certain, it's your, it's your interpretation of artistic integrity. What I did, what I did was I sampled Ringmaster, King Gordy, and fucking, uh, 
Cheech and Chong, all Gordy. the things that I love. Like Gordy I, is fucking. I sampled trap, you know, sure. fucking Mr. Johnson's head. I sampled on the last song on my album. That's how I do my homage, you know. My thing and now it's just a different era, you know. Like, I did you know, Proud Juggalo in 2009 yeah and then i didn't really speak on juggalo shit in my music for a long time after that and like i like you said though it really has turned a corner now where like you basically have to fucking uh prove it straight down. up like, like yeah like you know you really have to throw the gauntlet down which that's also why uh kaleidoscope i don't like motherfuckers telling me what to do so I, I you really know like, what you're I right really, i really don't care and that especially shit. that's also why i won't keep my mouth shut about none of this shit because i have given so much of my fucking life to juggalo shit at this point that not nobody zero human beings on this planet get to tell me how i get to rep juggalo shit yeah. I have fucked the amount of money that I have spent on psychopathic record purchases from from fucking 1997 to the present. We have fucking the amount of merch that I have bought in my life, the amount of shows that I have gone to, the amount of fucking miles I have driven, the amount of shit that I... I told you, based on some bullshit that I had going on in my life some years back, I am on the fucking record in this state as a fucking juggalo gang member. Like, I have fucking been through it for being a juggalo. And I don't think there's any reason to have to look at it like it's something that is shameful. That, I guess, is my only point in bringing any of that shit up. That's my only point. And I think that it's cool what's happening right now where you got fucking new blood coming into it. Where I've seen a lot of people talk shit about a lot of this newer music. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be your style. It doesn't have to be your flavor. But as long as they're being genuine about it. And that, to me, at this point... Like referencing shit in the songs, it almost like feels more authentic. Because right. at this stage of the game, how would I how would I believe that you actually know about this shit? Just knowing that ICP exists isn't enough anymore. It's easy to know that ICP exists. Right. Just those are part of the lexicon. But how much do you actually know about ICP is the question. And listening to a lot of different music, you don't hear a lot of people reference shit that sounds like it, and we'd be able to pick it out pretty easily. So you know, there's that. Anyway, uh, I was trying to say a second ago, uh, Kaleidoscope coming soon, fucking end of the summer. Sampler's gonna be up soon. Hell gonna yeah. be giving out fucking samplers at the gathering. Um, but that's what the merry-go-round broke down is all about, is just fucking the reality of the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just straight up and down what this shit actually is. Yeah. And so... Anybody that made it this far, if you did make it this far, I fucking love you. You should uh, put the merry-go-round song at the end of this. Uh, you want to know what? I might. That's not a bad idea. And that would be kind of cool just in the sense Sum of, it like, up. leave the fucking, you know, it's kind of like at the end of an ICP album where they fucking, if you made it this far. You yeah, you deserve it. Left the album on and fucking, <laughs> just, like, didn't fucking. this far. Why is it still rolling? Love. Why is it still going? Oh, shit, is something going to happen now? I've been to Spokane, Washington, right here. Right here. Right here. That was, oh my lord. Oh, your mama got a fucking. I seen your mama out in front of Arthur Tree just chewing on a soggy ass hush puppy with a trick ass bitch. Uh, fucking ridiculous. I seriously love y'all if you made it this far. Because I like, we're gonna find out whether or not this is, because I'm gonna fucking send this to some people first. And I'm gonna get some initial impressions. That's why we have recorded multiple episodes in advance. 
because I want people to listen to more than one, and I want people to be like, is this worthwhile, or are these two fucking cracked out lunatics talking about fucking nonsense that nobody wants to hear about? It might, it might be the latter. We'll it might be, exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. And that's exactly why we're doing it this way, so that we can fucking find out, is it worth it to keep going? Yeah. Because thus far, it's just been you coming by and hanging out, and we're doing the damn thing. And it's fun, and I enjoy it. But... We both have a lot of shit going on. So if we don't need to dedicate our uh, one night a week, one of our nights a week to this, then maybe we won't. Yeah. But my problem is that I genuinely do believe that Juggalos are incredibly compelling and incredibly interesting and incredibly funny to observe. And that's also why I like, that's why I go back and forth about it. I'm half looking at it like Juggalos are fucking profound. And you need to respect the fact that they are very profound. Right. And then I also have moments like, ah, look at that stupid motherfucker dive into barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Like, superhuman. Jess Jekyll is fucking does artwork for that guy. Yeah. That guy hurts himself in a way where it sounds like sad. Right. And that man is a famous joke. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I go back and forth. Dichotomous, bitch. Uh, thank y'all for fucking uh, sticking around if you did. And uh, who knows? Like I said, this is uh, the end of the fucking test run. So we'll see where it goes. We don't even have a fucking name. No. I remember I thought I came up with one last time. I'll see if I can go back to it. I I took another 11 minutes from you. I'm sorry. But um, two glorious whoops to all you motherfuckers out there. That could be it. Two glorious whoops. It could be. It could be. Maybe we could just change the... Yeah, can you do that? Can you just change the podcast title every fucking week? Uh, just see if one sticks. Yeah. Like, once we go popular, once we get popular, just keep that one. I don't know. I got, I think I came up with one that I thought was good, but I don't you have to You said Carnival Rides on Acid. Nah, well, like, no. That was the first one that you made me feel like a fucking idiot wow, for saying. Wow, wow. What, 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 what? Like, but there was another one that came up in passing. I just can't remember what it was. I remember that one. It could be Carnival Boys. Nice little carnival boys. Jesus with their Christ, face, with, dude. <laughs> with their face paint. What else? Give me another one. I want to I wanna hear the third one. Carnival oh, boy. Oh, Touch okay. me. Nice. Feel me. <laughs> gonna let you know on the radio. Uh, uh, all right, one more. One more. Let's see if we can... So far, you've had... Juggalistic. Yep. See, Juggalistics. It gets, it gets worse and Juggalo- worse. Juggalogistics. Juggalogistics? Maybe. Could you imagine? Ju- I mean, lots of juggalos. Juggalo, juggalo, lots of juggalos drop trucks. Juggalo gist. That much we know for sure. Juggalo logistics. Juggalo gist. Juggalo gist hits. That can all. That can also be good. <laughs> juggalo gist I mean, that's there is a lot of that going on. Uh, because if there is one thing that can be said for sure, is there is a lot of fucking fine-looking juggalos with very, very large breasts. That's true. That shit is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. Big breasts and asses. Two boobs. <laughs> Two boots. Uh, well, uh, I think we should probably, probably should. Probably should end on that. Reese's Pieces. Ah. Uh.